What's up, everybody? This is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the Expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the Betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the Recovering Addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. All right, you guys. Um, one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements, and I think everybody needs to read it. And the first agreement of the four agreements is to be impeccable with your word. And so he goes into detail about what that means. Um, what I bring that up, being impeccable with your word, being honest is much more than just saying yes or no to things, right? Um, it, has, it has to do with your integrity, it has to do with having healthy boundaries, um, not being in denial, so honesty is much more complex than we may think that it is. And, that's, and, and living authentically. And li- living authentically is, be- is living an honest life, right? So we want to just... I would have never considered that, just for the record, like from the, uh, from the perspective of, of how, dealing with addiction. Like th- that's Greek to me, what you just said, but I think it's super important. Right. Um, like I might, I might make a request of you guys and I might say, hey, Kobe, will you go... Put a clown costume on and, and dance around the street, right? Um, you can. What 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 could you tell me? If you're co- really really codependent with me, what would you do? Sure thing. Uh, Put the clown costume on. Okay. Right. Like I'd let you talk me into it. Okay. If I was really codependent. Okay. But what is what is being honest? Brandon, f no. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a real conversation like this though. A real example. Really? Okay. Yes. You don't remember? Okay. <laughs> well. What was it? When you asked us to do something, oh, and yes. I said, Brandon, I, I don't remember. feel comfortable with this. Yes. So yes. there you go. Which Real is, life. Which is awesome, because you're honest with me, right? Um, but if, if I were to tell you to go do something like that, and you're codependent, you go do it. Mm-hmm. So you're not being authentic. You're not showing up honestly with me. Mm-hmm. You'd probably resent me and think, what What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Dude, are you describing like the first 31 years of my life? <laughs> I swear you start every episode with that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of truth in here. <laughs> right? Or you could show up as a total unvulnerable jerk and be like, you know what? You asked me to do that. Why did you ask me to do that? You know, you're, you're just a jerk. There's no way, Brandon. Or you could show up vulnerable and authentic. Me, you showing up vulnerable and authentic right now, me asking you go, to go do that, would be you kind of laughing about it because you know it's a hypothetical that makes no sense. Totally. Right? That's you showing up honestly with me right now. Yeah. So we want to give some examples of, of honesty and, and, and hopefully help our audience understand honesty on a deeper level mm-hmm. and what being authentic is, being genuine on, on a real deeper level. Okay. Man. So. There's so much to this. I'm just connecting dots. Yeah, it sounds like a simple topic. Yeah. Maybe not <laughs> even a little. Right. So let me start, uh, and maybe we can just share some different stories and then break down some pr- principles of what real honesty is. Um, but let me start with my chickpea curry story. Okay. Um, my wife, I get home from work, and she's really excited, and she puts a bowl of chickpea curry in front of me, and she's like, here, here you go, right? And so I eat it. And she's like, how is it? Well, what am I supposed to say? Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, what I mean, did you say, Kobe? 
I, I Ashton just slaved away all day on this chicky curry. <laughs> and it's disgusting. Well, I didn't like it. No, it wasn't good. If I if I really didn't like it, I don't. In truth, he I don't usually know says it's not my favorite. Kobe okay. doesn't. He's really not a love hater of many foods, but he was. Yeah. Like, it's not my favorite. I, I don't love it. Okay, that's good. That's so. So this is what I did. Is I could have been like, hey, it's great. Get me another bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and that that would have been, uh, you know, a total lie. Um, being she'd in, make it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jenny makes it again anyway. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 being impeccable with my word, being honest. This, this is what I said. Is I said, you know what, honey? Like I can tell you're totally excited about this. I know you slaved away all day, and I'm so grateful that you made it. And it's not my favorite. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't love it. You're and it's so important to that. Yeah. Because I, I was the guy who would have put it a period where the and goes in that statement. Just It's not my favorite. Uh, no. Or, 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 no, not yes, include I that. I can say the way. I love the effort. Like, it means a lot to me you do this. Period. You're avoiding the uncomfortable part of it, which is, and I don't love it. Right? Yeah. And inside of me is like, dude, how do I get out of this situation as quickly as possible? Because I'm well, super uncomfortable. And let me tell you what happened with Jenny is she didn't smile and say, oh, thank you for being honest. It was this kind of disappointment of like, oh, Dang it. like I was, ex- I thought, but you know what, you know what happens long term in the relationship. If I have integrity, if I'm honest, um, when she makes something, you know, two or three nights later, and I'm like, this is awesome, I love this, she knows You're authentic. that I really actually love it, right? Man, that is like simple but mm-hmm. tro- total truth. Yeah, total. Yeah, but but that integrity creates that safety in the relationship. So if I'm honest, if I'm boundaried, if I'm authentic, there's there's a chance for safety in the relationship, right? Man, dinner time can be such a, a, a case study of honesty, integrity, <laughs> codependence, like all that stuff. Somebody playing meal after meal, growing up with my deeply codependent mom and my deeply codependent dad. And, <laughs> and your deeply codependent self. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And all the resentment I have from my mom for making this really nasty stew. <laughs> All growing up, and you my just dad's picture like, you guys sitting around the table smiling at each other, like in a fake way, wanting to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. you know? And then I say, "Pass the bread." Yeah. Pass the bread again. Yeah. Can I have more bread? What kind of connection was really there, right? <laughs> it was connection and pain and uh, yeah. and resentment. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's why honesty is so important. Is how can she know me unless I show her who I really am? And, and so that vulnerable part that where you want to put that period, mm-hmm. that's where you disconnect from, from Ashlyn. That's where you, you're saying, like, I, I can't show you the, the difficult part mm-hmm. of me, right? It's really that facade that he had. Like, this is who I am. I'm this nice guy. All those things. But, like, you don't want, you don't want to know the real me. You're right. That's right. what that was. Completely. Which is interesting. You know, we talk about relapse and... You know, I've seen relapse build trust in a relationship because, um, not to say go relapse, you guys, that's, right. you know, and I think I've talked about this before, but when all of a sudden he's showing up honestly and authentically to her and she's not used to that, um, it's like, whoa, like he's actually gonna be honest with me and show me who he is. That's a big, big deal to start to heal uh, in with betrayal trauma and mm-hmm. sex addiction. And learn from the relapse. That's what... I love being able to see that difference of I used to catch him and now I don't catch him. He's coming to me and mm-hmm. saying, "This is." What's it's going so on. different, but he he's actually willing to bring it up in, in into the light 
and, and, and own what is, right? So what, there's some things that are really difficult to be honest about. Um, and what makes it difficult to be honest? You were kind of talking about this earlier, Kobe, when mm-hmm. we were talking. I, I think for me, the scenario, and I'm just kind of playing in my head, like what scenarios um, that we've experienced that have, um, that have demanded honesty where I've like shirked it. And um, it's, one, one of the scenarios is like an inquisition. Like Ashlyn, you directing, like directly asking me questions. Did you relapse? Did you look at stuff you shouldn't have? So when she's interrogating you. Yes. That's what, now why for you is that difficult? Because it's, I mean, it's just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have Ashlyn be mad at me. Uh, there like, it is. Like that at, at core piece. I don't want her to get mad at me because she'll like reject me and I can't deal with her rejecting me or not loving me or withholding that. I think withholding love, I think, is something that I threw at you all the time. Yeah. So you're willing to give up your integrity in order for her to think that you're, you're in order for her not to be mad at you. Okay. Right? So that's, that's where the dishonesty might come in. Yes. Way. But I want to, I want to qualify that with Brennan. That's the only way that I lived for when I was a kid. That's how you were taught. That That's how it wasn't like, let me tell you how to live without honesty and integrity, Kobe, so that you don't disappoint people. That wasn't the lesson, but that was subconsciously taught mm-hmm. because if we made mom mad and gave the wrong answer, I was so in trouble and being in trouble was like worse than ever considering the idea that I live without integrity or honesty. Right. So can you hear the fear that's underneath that? Deep. So when you're asking him a question that sounds somewhat interrogating or whatever, in his mind, what he's not thinking is, how can I be authentic and honest? He's thinking, how can I not make her mad, <laughs> yeah. right? I, my job right now is to not make you mad. And right? I think that's a super, I don't know what your experience is, but I met so many guys who are exactly like that. Yeah. Especially if life's going pretty good, like you're plugging away in recovery, sobriety's good, and you've, you have messed up. You don't want to kick up want, the dust. Yeah, it's like, oh crap, yeah. I'm ruining everything. Yeah. So how do you shift that? How do you change that? If if your whole life you've been taught, look, avoid the uncomfortableness of failure or mm-hmm. making your mom mad mm-hmm. to all of a sudden, I'm going to own what is. I'm going to say things that might make you feel uncomfortable. How do you how do you go from there to there? I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how, how that's done, but I can tell you with Ashley and I, it's like we put once we got specialized help, we put this issue on the table. But, um, and so we knew, okay, this is where historically I've messed up. Let's create some boundaries to keep me safe. Let's operate against those day to day. Let's be really focused on keeping those boundaries so that that way um, I, I, I know that, that I can be more safe. And then we can also make rules where if I have to disclose something to you, then it can be done in a safe way where I don't feel like I'm being rejected, which is still like a deeply codependent thing, I know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if I can have some rules where I was like, I can share this with you and you're not gonna like lose your mind and freak out at me. I, I think that probably helped me get to the place where I could start being more honest, but integrity still wasn't like on my radar. No, well, it, Authentic it, living was not on my radar. Well, but I, you make a, a very good point in that you set up some structure around, around being honest so that you could kind of you could ease your way into it yeah. and, and and do it like you knew if you broke certain boundaries or lines that you had to disclose something like that was already kind of 
pinpointed. You could see it. Yeah. And so then you had structure around it so you could start to, to open up and get more honest. Yeah. But there's still a, the piece of it for everybody, everybody who's, who's going to be impeccable with your word mm-hmm. or vulnerable or authentic or genuine or whatever we want to call it, yeah. um, courageous, there's another word for you. Everybody who does that, there's still that step into um, the dark, so to speak. There's that element of faith or vulnerability to like, if, I, if I'm honest here, they might not like me. They might not, they might freak out. They might, but, but you can get way more comfortable knowing, hey, I can be honest. I can be authentic the more you do it because you'll realize it, the world doesn't end when I say something that somebody doesn't like, right? Um, I can... I can be much more authentic. I'm not going to die with Ashlyn responding in hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, I pretty much thought I did. I was going to. Yeah. That's how Spike positioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Ashlyn, I want you to share your story that you were saying okay. earlier. So, and, and, and we can talk about, there, there's an element here, uh, it's about connection, but there's, there's an important part of it that's, that's about honesty, right? So go for it. From the beginning? Uh, where, however long you want okay. to make it, Ashley. Okay, so I got invited um, to an event from a company, Courtney Jean Swimsuits, and I got the email and thought they they invited the wrong person. Like, they didn't mean to invite me. So I emailed them and said, I think you, I'm not sure if you meant to invite me, but I would love to come. And they responded, of course we meant to invite you. They were super sweet. Um, I was still super nervous to attend the event because I didn't know anyone and I didn't feel like I belonged, right? I'm not part of this big blogger community. So it's a costume party, Alice in Wonderland. So I go all out and I'm in the Cheshire cat, giant tattooed mouth on my face, show up um, and the people at the door are not dressed up. So I'm like, oh crap, it's not a, really a costume party. <laughs> you would have been the only one dressed up as a cat. I look crazy. That would be awesome. So I'm like, I'm check the invite, yeah, it is a costume party. I'm just gonna go. So I show, I show up, the girl next to me says, are you here alone too? As we're checking in, I said, yeah. Okay, let's hang out, let's be friends. And we start talking and we both say, I'm so nervous to be here. Right. You can see connections starting yes. to happen here, right? You're getting so vulnerable. We're right. chatting and another girl comes up and she said, are you guys here alone or can I join you? I am so nervous to be here. And I think, three other girls came and we became this little group of people who were all being vulnerable, who were being real and saying, I'm so grateful to be here, but I'm like terrified right, to right, be here. Right. It makes you wonder almost how many, how many people were there alone, but were too nervous to let yeah. anybody know that they were there alone. Right. You know? I've never been to an event like that where people were that real and honest. That's and awesome. I left feeling awesome that I'd found those girls who were willing to be their authentic self. Right, and then what happened? You, it, I don't know if you want to share that. Oh. About what she said? You know what I'm saying? You guys just connected on a oh, personal we, level. Oh, we connected on a, a different level. She, yeah, so she took it to, um, she took it to a level that, that it got there quickly, yeah. right? And the reason why it did is because from the get-go, she was vulnerable with you, and you were vulnerable with her, Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and look, you're making friends. I know. Because you're actually connecting in a real authentic way, yeah. right? I, so. I, I just think that, like, and Ashlyn does a superb job of being vulnerable, but I think the thing that, that really draws people to, to Ashlyn 
on her Mama Bear account, Mama Bear Fitness, but also with Ashlyn and Kobe and on the Betray the Addicted Expert is is she lives a really authentic life and that like that resonates with people. And they're like whether or not they recognize that's authentic living and I love that or not, it's just that speaks to people. Now some people are repelled by authentic living and they're super uncomfortable with it. But I think that the people who desire real authentic connection and vulnerability. But who's who's repelled by authentic living? The people who are not vulnerable. It's true. Yeah. The, if, if, if you're a guarded person, the last person you're going to want to be around is somebody who's like very open and honest. Because it's, it's so uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It was just cool that the, the little group of vulnerable souls like bonded. I was right. super authentic. Well, and I thought, cool. okay, right? Brene's new book, Brene Brown, it's on belonging. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, I belong wherever I show up. And I'm showing up. Right. I'm scared. Right. But I'm here. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you met like-minded individuals yes. there. It, so. I was super proud of myself because that was really hard for right. me. <laughs> I was really proud of you. <laughs> Seriously. And this is not the first time you've been in this situation, but... This is the first time that it, that it played out like so, so well and like was so connecting. Yeah. So we had a debate in my group um, in the last couple of weeks. And what it was was this guy was going to the grocery store and, um, you know, he he was with his wife and his wife would say, is she attractive? Is she attractive? Oh, is boy. She, you know? And so the group was saying, so he comes in a group and said, what should I do? I'm supposed to be honest. And... What you guys? What do you think you should do? She's spinning in her fear cycle. Her trauma's coming up. She's like freaking out. The crazy making. She's, She's crazy making. Crappy. Yeah. And so his group quickly said, "Be honest with her. Tell her that yeah, you're attracted to that woman." And I said, I kind of pulled back a little bit. I pushed back. And you know, think about his position. He's and he's done this. So this is a this is like a lose. Lose right all day. <laughs> he's bought. He's botched um, it over and over again, and just created unsafety over and over again. Like you say, it's a lose lose, right? How's it a lose lose? Because that. it perpetuates her betrayal trauma and her fear with every woman who passes by him, crosses his path or in his vicinity, and it it exacerbates his fear of telling the truth, his fear of recovery, and of course his fear of like rejection because she just like heightening her anxiety either it's way just, she's triggered right so he's tried both he's he's is she attractive and, and like she'll point at a very attractive woman yeah right and, and he'll say um, oh no it's not. like she's saying i dare you yeah <laughs> no not at all no right oh, and man. then she just rolls her eyes and thinks yeah my husband's your favorite word a douche <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like he, he's a liar right um, if he says, yeah, she's really attractive, then again, it perpetuates her fear cycle. Mm-hmm. So what is being honest in a moment like this for him? I mean, I, I go back to, I mean, you, you I mean, Brandon, tell us, yeah. you're the master. He needs to connect to himself and be authentic. And what, what that is, is, and the more you process with a guy like this in, in a situation like this, he's, he's feeling emotion of fear. He's feeling emotional, like, I don't want to disclose that to you because it's not healthy. That's, so, I mean, that's a boundary. That's honesty. It's like, this isn't And, and, and what would her response be to that? If he said, look, honey, like, 
whether she's attractive or not, I'm not going to answer your question right now. Is that comfortable? No. No. That's not comfort. That's, but that's not authentic. comfortable for her. That's authentic. But it's authentic, right? And it's full of integrity. And he's looking, I think, at the bigger picture here of like. It's the it's the Brene. I'm not as nice as I used to be, but I'm a, mo- a lot more loving. Yeah, a lot more. And loving. that is a very loving boundary to say this doesn't work for me because he is thinking of her he could empathize with her like crazy and be the loving and say gosh i can't even imagine how it is for me to tell you that i'm not going to answer that question Mm -hmm. that's got to be really really hard but in my heart of hearts and my honest truth is i don't feel comfortable with answering that because i think it'll hurt you either way Mm -hmm. whatever i say Right, and and maybe if you go talk to your therapist and, and kind of process this out, then we can talk about the, a scenario like this. Mm-hmm. But right here in this moment, in this grocery store, when I know that you're very triggered, uh, it doesn't work for me to answer that question. Right? Do you hear the strength in that, the integrity yeah. in that answer? But also the risk and the willingness to, to be daring like that. How scary that is for that's for that him is and how hard that is for her. That's too. the wilderness. It like Brene's book, right? Brave in the Wilderness. That's the wilderness room to say, I appreciate your question. I'm not going to answer that. It's not going to serve us. Right. That's the wilderness where he is all alone, but it's like authentic. Right. And I do want to I do want to qualify this some and say, in no way are we supporting guys to be to isolated and disconnected and, and just say, no, I'm not going to answer any of your questions ever because mm-hmm. it's just unhealthy. That's not what we're saying. Completely. Entirely. At all. Right. But we totally did that when we got married. Tell me. When your history, I was like, when we said, who were you before we got married? And you're like, you don't need to know any of my past. I repented. I repented. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that will not serve us. Like, right. And it, See, and, and, yeah. and what's, what's actually healthy in a scenario like this is for him to have that boundary of like, look, I'm not going to answer this right now. And I am willing to disclose anything to you and be honest with you. Um, just not right now, right? Like I can tell that you're in a really bad place. Once we calm down, once we talk to a therapist, then let's let's talk about it. I like right? that. So it's not like saying we're done with this conversation. No, it's not it's shutting it down and shutting it off. Yeah. And, and being in public can be a really vulnerable place for both the, the person who struggles with betrayal but also the person who struggles with, with, with addiction. And, and I would just add as a little asterisk on this is like being in public can be really triggering um, for those who've been betrayed. But, but it's possible for you to be in public and not lust. Yes. And, and that's, that's just for this specific situation because I know that this, this replays itself a ton, especially if you're like new in, in this world of, of, of recovery, is being in public doesn't necessarily mean that, you're, that your partner who's dealing with addiction is lusting after every person doesn't mean they're not, but doesn't mean that that's if it, it automatic. It's not. It's not an automatic thing if you're in public that you're lusting. Right. Right. And, and, I, and I think this could be a topic for another podcast. Right. Um, but the point is, uh, l- last week I did a Facebook live that was four minutes long about how um, living your li- life in the light is the opposite of addiction, mm-hmm. and. And I went through it really fast, and I got a couple of comments like, you're oversimplifying it. And I'm thinking like, yes, I am. I did it in four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the point being is if you, if you stay out of denial, then w- if, if you're not in denial completely, then you're 100% authentic. Mm-hmm. Denial is a lie to yourself. That's all it is. So if you stay out of denial, 
if you have the courage to show up authentically in your relationships, you'll get healthy connection in your life and you won't need your addiction anymore um, because you'll have that healthy, vulnerable connection that we talk about all the time on this podcast. Um, that, and, so, and so honesty really is the, the antidote to addiction. It's the thing that, that destroys addiction um, when you're authentic and you're honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's why we talk about it all the time, right? You know, we had a, we had a situation the other day when we were driving home and uh, we're talking about vacation. And um, we took a little trip to, to Europe in September and it was cold. And I loved it. And uh, well, I was in the 50s and it would rain some. But, but Ashlyn said, and the girls were in the car, um, she said, I want to go on a vacation where we go somewhere warm. And I said, and, and just for the record, like it's been the warmest fall like ever here in, in Utah right now, like in the 60s. And uh, it, should, it shouldn't be there at all. But I said, Ashlyn, you can talk to me about going on a really warm vacation in the springtime after a long winter because I'm so over summer. You are crazy, Cody. <laughs> summer is the best. Winter is the worst. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And, and Ashlyn's like, and, and I'm not I'm throwing you under the bus, but I think this is important from, from, from my perspective because I never would have done this in, in the past. Said, I said never would have, exactly. I, I never would have lived authentically to the extent of saying, um, I hear what you're saying, but ask me in the spring. And you said that was really manipulative. And, and I said, I, I gotcha. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I'm saying I don't want to talk about a warm uh, vacation now. And it's not manipulative to say I don't like that. I said selfish. Selfish, <laughs> selfish. Same thing, same thing, yeah, more or less. But um, it was important for me to be able to just speak my truth and yeah. to be honest, as much as you didn't like it, um, and you not liking what my comment was in the past would have kept me from being authentic and honest. Yeah. And, and really just being me. And shut us both up. Like, isolate, stop talking, we're mad at each other. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, I do got to say, this This brings up another point and with boundaries. We were talking about um, boundaries earlier in one of my sessions. And just because you're honest doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're, you'll forcefully get what you want, mm-hmm. right? Just because you're saying, I'm not going to go on a trip in January because I don't I don't want to go somewhere warm in January. Mm-hmm. She might come back and say, honestly, Kobe, I need the sun. I need some vitamin D, like, and, and I really want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, honestly, I'd rather not go to San Diego, but I do love you. And so honestly, I, I'd love to spend time with you, so I'm going to go, right? That's a totally different conversation I want to entertain, for oh, sure. Okay, right? good idea, Brandon. Do you see the difference? <laughs> do you see the difference Completely, there, though? completely for yeah. sure. And I, I, just, I just think for me, in my perspective, and I don't want to project on other people who struggle with addiction, is I, I like coward and I didn't honor myself and I certainly didn't live with integrity or with boundaries or which went I just didn't live honestly. Safety is never created in a relationship by concessions. A, well by a yes ma'am. By you know, especially with betrayal trauma, I see it all the time. Where the, the guy has no backbone, um, he has no yeah. he has no authority authenticity in there mm-hmm. he's everything that it, he thinks his wife wants him to be oh, he's yeah. not him and he needs to go get his question answered he needs to go figure out who he is as a man so that he can then show up for her rather than try to be everything that she needs him to be right and Brandon I'll say this when Kobe started to stand up for who he was it was weird yeah. Like, who is this guy? He's standing up for himself. He never did that before. He's creating boundaries of what's okay and what doesn't work for him. It was like hard for me it's to accept it. It's uncomfortable and weird. Yeah. yeah. 
But then I started to look at it like, good for him. That's good, Ashley. Like, good for you to look at it that way. Well, right? yeah, I had to. Because, like it or not. And some partners in, in marriages, that starts to happen and they don't like it at all. And the long term, it's good for the relationship, but it destroys the 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 unhealthy parts of the relationship, which is uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? So, so I got a question for you guys. Help me out with something. Um, Jenny, you know, she puts stuff on, and she'll put a pair of shoes on, or and she'll ask me, "Hey, how does this look?" And it, I swear, it always looks good. Jenny <laughs> always is. It looks good on her. And so I was like, that looks good. That's I like it. That's fine. Yeah. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's so great, dude. That's I'm going to so say, hey, go put something ugly, like the ugliest thing you have so I can tell you it looks ugly. <laughs> yeah. So you believe me when it looks good. But right? that's not uncommon for couples at all, right? No, and, no, and I argue so. the same thing. It's like, Ashlyn, you can put on whatever. Like she put on this big tattoo of the Cheshire cat on her face. I was like, I, like legit, you look cute. <laughs> and her makeup looks good. And I look crazy. Right? Yeah. But, um, at the, so maybe what it is is like, okay, on a scale of one, two, three. Yeah. Three's like your favorite. One's like, don't don't wear it again. Two is like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> where where I like am I? That. Right? I'm going to instigate the scale system. Okay. And, and for, yeah. legit though, Ashlyn, <laughs> the time, like either text me from a place where she's trying something on <laughs> or she'll take me someplace much to my reluctance and say tell me and I am like if I don't like it I'm like meh okay that's like okay. my automatic words like meh like that's good and I'm not saying that's like completely ugly and hideous how why would you even consider putting sometimes that on? I still buy it I don't care but <laughs> that's good that's you being honest <laughs> yeah, but right? sometimes I'm like yeah he's right it doesn't look very good <laughs> but I figured out how to be able to in truth like to be authentic it's like meh and and sometimes I'll say look I'm not in the mood right now to go to this store and look at your outfit. That's being honest too. Totally. We yeah. go to Uptown <laughs> Cheapskate in American Fork and what happens when we show up? He sits in the car. And she's like, come in, come look for stuff. And I'm like, I'm not looking for anything. I'm, I'm gonna sit right to. here. Like, this is my safe place right here. I'm not going inside. Right, right. And Ashlyn just knows anytime we go there, I'm like, But I like to scores. be alone, so I need to just you say, like to shop okay, alone. I yeah, accept this. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I think I think authentic living for sure. It's not a switch. I think I think each couple, meaning there's not like a switch for authentic living and for honesty, in as much as people might think it's black and white, because I think authentic living is different for every person. And I think as a couple, it requires help from a therapist to really figure out um, what is what's going to be authentic living for us and how we function and interact as a couple and individually so that we can say on a scale of one to three, uh, I think that's a two. Or for us, it's meh, is like, I don't like that. Right, right, right. You gotta figure out what that is and be okay with what that is. And sometimes you're gonna get answers that you just don't like. Well, and I think- and that's okay I too. think going along with that, Kobe, um, it's really, really healthy to be authentic in your relationship. But the couples that I, I see just, just do so well in their marriages and they're so happy, is they support the other person in being authentic even if they don't like necessarily what they're saying you know like if Jenny wants to uh, I, I always use the example of become a clown in the circus um, then I can I can hear her out and I can validate that and I can understand her I'll have my own boundaries around it but I, I won't just be like no like that's stupid you can't it's, I really want her to tell me if she wants to be a clown, right? <laughs> that would be awesome if she'd tell me that, rather than hold 
those things to herself because she might think it's crazy or weird or stupid, right? So, so what happens though, Brandon, if, if, um, a guy's really trying to live authentically and trying to be honest about things that he likes, that he, that he perceives his partner, um, will react about whether it's, um, legit betrayal trauma or just like triggering. And so the, 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 the triggering response is enough for him to like want to not live like, like an example would be like, hey, I want to play video games one night a week. And then and that and then, triggers a wife a lot. I yeah. hear that a lot. Right? But he really authentically feels like it's it's part of his self-care. I want to connect with vid- other guys because there's 18 other guys. I all connected play video to games one night yeah, a week. Exactly. Like that, it means a lot to me. It was part of my childhood. It's who I am. And then the wife's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so triggered. I can't do this. So he has this deep reluctance to saying, oh, I, I don't want to ask for that anymore. So h- how do they... So there's, there's always three things at odds in a relationship, which is your self-respect, the objective, and the relationship, right? So what I mean by that is, is he, is he showing up honestly? Is he, is he, does he have self-respect? Then what is his priority, the objective or the relationship? And he's got to ask himself in a non-codependent way, do I value my wife's safety and that relationship more than I value playing those video games? Because if I do, then maybe I can let go of the video games for now and and do something else, right? But if I really do need those video games, the relationship might get damaged a little bit, but I I need to go play those video games, right? That sounds so wrong and selfish how I'm saying that, but it's better for him to be honest about that than for him to say, okay, I'm not okay with not playing video games, but I'm going to not do it because my wife's telling me not to and then I hate her guts or I resent her. Mm-hmm. That's the worst case scenario. So it's like a, I mean, I don't mean to put position like this, but it sounds like that's like a lesser of two evils. Do I want to maybe harm the relationship because she doesn't like that? Or do I want to live with resentment because she's going to say, I don't want you doing that? Right, right. So you choose. You be honest. If you say, okay, I'm not going to play the video games on a Tuesday night, you chose that. So don't resent her for it. You show up authentically and say, I chose that. I'm choosing to care about your triggers, and so I'm not going to play video games right now. So maybe it's not a matter of, like, the lesser of two evils as much as it's, like, this is what's going to serve me so I can show up in a better, more authentic way later. And owning it and being accountable and authentic with it, right? So This is a real hard one for me, and... um, because I was never raised in a home where it was okay to be authentic. And um, so this is, again, there's nothing but Kobe, simple but about But Kobe, this. I gotta say, um, it's pretty awesome that you, you've had enough courage to change those patterns and to learn how to be more vulnerable and authentic um, with Ashlyn. Because you, you, you have come from a, from a place where you've been conditioned that that is wrong and that's bad and that causes problems, mm-hmm. right? Totally. So that's awesome. And in fact, even this week, we've turned over a new leaf of how I'm going to show up in an authentic way because I've got a lot of anxiety about about writing a book that I'm trying to finish and, and also body image. And I've avoided being authentic with Ashlyn and being vulnerable with her because I didn't want to talk about that because I had so much shame. But this week we had a conversation, Ashlyn, and... I just said I need you to check in with me. I need to know what you're feeling because otherwise I just see through your actions and I don't I'm making up my own idea of who you are and what you believe and where you're at. See, yeah. and that's you being honest, Ashlyn, yeah. and, and authentic with it. And that was hard. Oh, that was so hard. 
Yeah. It was really, really hard because this like core issue, like my own, um, I didn't realize how my self-worth um, from my own self-worth affected my addiction um, with with porn and with acting out sexually. And I, and I, I knew it affected me there, but I didn't realize how much um, food soda affected me as well. And I didn't realize how deep the seeds of, of shame were about body image for me. And so it's like, it's like the hardest and most deliberate thing that I have to do even still like day to day, because the things that I say to Ashlyn, I've never said out loud to myself. Right. Right. And that's, that's super, that's super challenging, but I'll tell, but I'll, I'll just say that, um, I'm, I'm feeling more connected to you because of it. But I'm also feeling like I'm pulling off a scab and it's a little bit painful. And it's caused a little bit of internal unrest for me. But I'm recognizing even that internal unrest and just acknowledging it and saying, okay, I've just, I've just got to, to do this. And that's super, super hard um, to do, but it's been really worth it. I'm super proud of you because it, it was a hard, it's, we don't talk about that. Because right. like he said, he can't say it out loud. It's really hard. The shame resilience isn't there with um, the body stuff and food stuff. But he said when he started sharing this week, I just figured I'm vulnerable in other ways. I'm a vulnerable person. And this is me being authentic, but mm-hmm. I'm not in this area. It's something I have to choose to because be you said every day. Day to day. Authentic living requires day to day effort and mindfulness and I just thought I had to get a jail free card because I shared a video three years ago, two years ago. <laughs> so it, uh, it fixed, I'm done it, it being fixed vulnerable. It all. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I had this label on my forehead that said vulnerable and, and in truth I didn't. And yeah. um, so it's it's been super it's been super hard, but it's been um, it's been worth it and it's easier every time I do it. Well and I do wanna point out too that it's it's also easier when you have somebody who loves you and somebody who's empathetic and somebody who cares about you. And so when there's safety there to, to take off um, the, the Band-Aid or, or, or to, to get out from under the scariest things, um, it's much easier to do that with somebody who, who's there for you, right? So um, this is going to hijack that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys, be honest. Be authentic. It's the only way to live. And uh, we'll keep beating this drum over and over again. We just say it in different ways. Be vulnerable. Be <laughs> courageous. Be honest. Live your, be empathetic. Be empathetic. Live your light, life in the light, right? Um, but yeah, that's, that's the key to, to all of the healing. And so have hope. Yeah. It's possible for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks for being here. See ya.